0: In this episode, I'm going to talk about making progress. I'll share some wisdom from the Dressage Naturally book, and I'll discuss how to make training plans. You know, making progress is not just about gathering information. It's about wanting it, wishing for it, planning it, and then practicing it. Okay, here we go. Episode 19, Diamonds in the Dark i'm karen rolf and welcome to horse training in harmony this podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love it's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy when we show up as our best selves for our horses horses will show up for us. So let's get started. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Dressage Naturally video classroom. It's my growing library of training videos that gives you exercises, inspiration, demonstration, and solutions for creating strong partnerships and healthy movement. It's ongoing education and inspiration for a whole horse education with one voice leading you through my voice <laughs> and connecting the dots between partnership, foundation, healthy biomechanics, and the gymnastic development of your horse. And it's so much more at $24 a month. You only have to watch one video a month to get your money's worth. And there's hundreds of videos in there. First month is always half price and you can look for it at DressageNaturally.net. Okay making progress. So we're getting to the end of a year. And of course, with the end of one year is the beginning of a new one. And I don't know about you, but my mind always starts contemplating, you know, what worked well? What did I miss? (laughs) What can I do better next time or next year? So it's a time when I start creating new visions and new dreams. And then of course, that has to be followed with making new plans. So a goal without a plan is just a wish or a dream. So one of the keys to making progress is you've got to really want it. You've got to know what you're wanting. Where are you trying to go? I know that sounds really obvious, but a lot of people, you know, aren't specific enough and their goal is I want to do horses. (laughs) All right. Well, what exactly do you want to do with horses? So you've got to want it. You've got to then wish for it, you know, and part of wishing is the belief that it actually can happen, right? Otherwise, why bother wishing for it? And then you've got to plan it and then you've got to practice it. So you got to want it, wish for it, plan it and practice it. Now, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of information even within Dressage Naturally. And I know many of you listening You know, have an instructor, you're taking lessons. But what I'm really interested in is how can you learn to make your own plans? And how can you make your progress your own? I had a student who would sometimes practice on her own. I'd be like, well, how did it go? She's like, well, I don't own it yet. I'm just renting it. (laughs) Like, I'm just renting my skills. So how do we move from feeling like you're renting your skills where maybe you can have success as long as your instructor is around enough. And how can you move to that from that to really owning it? Like you got this and you can adapt in the moment to what's going on with your horse. And part of that is being able to make decisions like a trainer, you know, that, and then you'll find your own process you know, and as much as, you know, I'm a trainer. So obviously I, I do think having a trainer is valuable. Of course, you want to uh, have someone who has more experience. who's gone down these roads before and they can give their input. Absolutely. We all need mentors and trainers and guides and coaches, but there is no one on the earth exactly like you and no one exactly like your horse and no one exactly liked the combination of you and your horse. So no matter how much help you're getting, whether it's from me or from anybody else, I think the goal always is to make sure that you gain confidence in seeing what's happening, having the awareness of what is actually going on with you and your horse. What's the cause and effect of what you're doing and how you're being, and what effect does that have on how you're Horse's being and what your horse is doing. So, um, training is a little bit about getting information and ongoing sources of information, right? So you get to one level now, you need the next piece of information. So training is progressive. Otherwise, we're just um, maintaining, right? So and <laughs> maintaining is sometimes hard enough. Often, in order to maintain, we have to keep training which sounds a little weird, but I always feel like if I'm really doing nothing, I end up going backwards. Anybody else experience that? (laughs) You got to keep doing it. You got to keep training, even if it's training for maintenance. So it's a little bit about knowing what's new, right? What do I need to do next? But it's training and making progress is actually a lot about taking what you already know and what you already can do, And figuring out how to maximize it. A lot of times uh, I'll work with a peer, right? So there's a trainer across the street who's a friend and we often ride together and we will train each other. You know, I might need help with something. She comes over and gives me a lesson and vice versa. And time and time again, I'll say things that she already knows, (laughs) right? But we sometimes lose track and we need somebody To um, help us maximize in the moment what we already know how to do. So I'm often not teaching her anything new or even building any new skills. But it's, it's being able to step back, get a fresh perspective, see things differently, see the cause and effect of what's going on, and give her some ideas of how to maximize what she can already do and what the horse can already do if you can maximize that, then often that's the doorway to progress. And I've talked about this before about finding the six with ease. So it's the same kind of concept. If you want to get brilliance, don't go for brilliance, just take this the you know average stuff and make it easier. So it's kind of in that theme. So I really am fascinated with helping students um, maximize what they already know and what they already can do. And a, a lot of times that comes down to the decisions that you're making every day, right? When you walk out the door, and if you really start to think about it, you, you could become paralyzed. If you realize how many choices you have, there's choices in what you're thinking about when you walk out the door to go see your horses, there's choices in uh, your posture as you walk out to see your horse, there's a changes in how fast you walk. What are you thinking about, you know, 10 steps later, <laughs> you know, and then what do you do with your horse? What do you, how do you catch them? How do you bring them into the barn? How do you, do you start on the ground? Do you start, you know? <laughs> so sometimes people think that the choices are just, Oh, am I going to warm up for 20 minutes at the walk or only five? <laughs> you know, am I going to do my trot work first or then my canter work? Um, or or my can of work first. So, you know, there's so many more choices. So we really, um, you know, again, progress can come from stepping back and seeing all the different possibilities you have, right? If we don't see any possibilities, and we just do the same thing, and we if it's not working, we bang our head against that wall for a little while, right? So the, the key to everything, the key to making progress is to be able to step back and go, all right, What are my options here, right? And turn on the curiosity. So what are we going to do with our horse? What's the best plan? And that's a question that a lot of students have asked me. I get emails with this. And in my online courses where people can um, ask questions, a lot of times they'll say, well, what what should I do with my horse? How do I know what to do with my horse each day? And the answer is always, (laughs) unfortunately, it depends. It's complicated. So again, if I know enough details about what that horse and rider um, want to do, and then where are they right now, then I can get pretty close to give them, you know, kind of the, you know, the a daily plan, you know, for a week, maybe a theme for the month and, you know, an idea of what a three month goal should, could be. So we can do that. But the, you know, what's the best plan? I always want to help students figure out this sort of thing more on their own. So again, that idea of maximizing, um, you know, what they can do. And it's so funny as I'm sitting here doing this, I, you know, telling you this, I just had this flashback from when I was a kid and my dad is a really smart person. He's a, a scientist. He's a statistician. He's written textbooks on it. Uh, And I can remember as a kid, I'd ask him like a math problem or something from homework. I'd be like, Dad, you know, what's the answer to this? And he used to always try to explain to me how I could figure it out for myself. And I remember getting so frustrated. Like, could you just tell me the answer? I just need the answer to this. And um, that's so funny. I never really put it together, but um, I'm doing the same thing to you guys. (laughs) So. Oh well, Dad, <laughs> I'm following in your footsteps. I won't give people the answer, but I'll tell them where to look. So, anyway, the the students asking me questions about how to make a plan is what caused me to put together uh, what I what I call my happy athlete progress journal. So it's a it's a three month journal where it actually helps you map out your goal and then uh, does week uh, daily and weekly planning. So it's based on my book. And so it uses that kind of lingo and it walks you through these, again, these three months of daily and weekly planning. And so that's what I want to share a little bit with you today of some of the nuggets that are in there to kind of get you pointed in the right direction. Um, The idea of doing it as a journal, um, is it'll teach you like my goal was to help students understand what were the questions that I was asking myself in order to figure out what to do any particular day with a horse and how to create my weekly daily and weekly plans right so there's there's certain questions I found myself asking myself or certain things that I was paying attention to and those would kind of drive my decisions so you know, and then if you do it over, you know, over a period of time, you form the habit, and then you don't maybe need the journal anymore. You just form the brain habit, and you can do it in your head. So in reality, I mostly do things in my head these days, because I've got, oh, a few (laughs) thousands of tens of thousands of hours doing this. However, when I meet a training challenge, I do keep a notebook and I write these things down and I'll map out maybe a, a two week plan. And I m- I make myself write it down because I think writing it down is a lot more powerful. And sometimes you can see patterns and trends when you write things down much more easily than if it's all in your head. It's, it's it, think keeping it in your head, can work sort of moment to moment if you're in the habit of doing that, but it's really hard. It's, I don't know, these days it's harder and harder for me to do the remembering part. If I want to go back and look and like, okay, let me look at when I had the good days and when I had the harder days and what did I do that day? And what did I do the day before? So, so I wanted to, you know, kind of in a nutshell, tell you some of the stuff that's that's in this happy athlete progress journal. One of the themes that I think is so important, if you guys start making training plans, is um, I call them the daily changeable plan and the weekly changeable plan. And I put that word "changeable" in there absolutely by design, because what I found was people with, you know, people get the journal and then they want to keep it really nice and neat and perfect, and they feel like if they made the plan for the week. And then something came up and they needed to change the plan, change what they did that day, whether it's because of the weather or because of how the ride yesterday went, they'll feel like, oh, I messed up, right? Oh, I did it wrong, right? I didn't pick the right thing. And what I want to highlight when you're making plans is the whole point is, is to change them if necessary. So that is wisdom. Wisdom is changing your plan when presented with new information. So I want you guys to know, know, like, when you write a plan, uh, use paper you don't mind scribbling on. And I have to highlight that because for anybody who's got my journal, like, some people like, I don't want to mess it up. (laughs) Or they're like, Xerox a a page from it. And then like, write on that, like, no, fill it in. It is a journal. It is meant to be scribbled on. And, you know, use pencil if you want to erase. But I think it's actually more valuable to do it in pen, because what you can start to see is your thought process, right? You thought you could do this. Then here's what reality showed you. And because of reality, you cross that out and you thought of doing this. And then how did that go? And you can see over time, you know, hopefully as you go, maybe you'd need less and less crossing out and replanning. Although, you know, horses, <laughs> Even if you're the best planner, horses will help you change the plan. Anyway, so make sure when you make a plan, call it a changeable plan. That's what I call this is my daily changeable plan. And it could change day to day. It could change in the middle of a session. All right, I had planned. I'm going to do this kind of warm up and then I'm going to do these kind of exercises and I'm going to do it in this area. And then I get out there and I'm like, whoa, this is not the horse I expected to have I can change my plan. Many a mistake have, has been made with horses where the plan needed to change and you stuck on to it. I'm going to get this done no matter what. <laughs> so embrace changeability. And it's really a way of, it's, it's an attitude, right? So it's not just a technique for your journal, but it's a way of looking at things. It's this way of um, seeing that there's really no such thing as a mistake, there's just learning, right? So again, scribble on the page, cross it out, revise, do it again. The messier it is, the more you're learning, right? So think, plan, try it, learn, revise, repeat. Think, plan, try it, learn, (laughs) revise, repeat. Now, when, um, I have people in the journal create a weekly p- plan. So I have a little chart with the week where you kind of just get the the big picture. So it it'll be a weekly plan, and at the top of the weekly planning um, page, it says theme. Right. So what's the theme for the week? And again, it's like do dressage. <laughs> like, well, how how do you like what is the theme? So for example a theme might be, um, you know, deeper relaxation. So somehow then I know that I'm going to have to do dressage with the goal of deeper relaxation. So if I know that theme, will that drive my choices? Absolutely. It'll drive my choices day to day. It'll drive my choices within the session, right? So if things start to get frantic, I might go, wait, the theme is deeper relaxation. So in between movements, how can I relax more? Can I go for a walk? Could I sit on the fence for a minute? You know, what, could I give my horse more cookies? Could I, you know, some horses to relax need to go like get up in two point and go for a little gallop, you know, but so how you meet that theme will be varied, but at least you'll be thinking about it. The theme could be um, immediate response right? So if you have a horse and you're really looking at the more, you know, up in the game with the activity and the more immediacy of response, then you that's going to drive your decisions. It's going to drive what you do. You might be noticing that more, even in the grooming stall, when you ask them to move over, pick up their foot, like how can you um, create that theme? Because a lot of times, as you've heard me say in previous podcasts or lots of other places, Not all your dressage problems are dressage problems. And if you um, are accepting or training or forming the habit of dull and delayed responses, every other place that you contact your horse from, you know, feeding to grooming, to leading, to everything else you do. And then you get in the middle of dressage, you know, schooling session. You're like, okay, now for the pirouettes, I really need you there. And they're like, What? (laughs) I don't do immediate responses, right? So if you know the theme, it kind of helps you get to that big picture, which is so important, and it, it'll be the thread, the thread that pulls through. And then you'll also see other um, possibilities for how you can have that theme. Like I said, it doesn't have to be just direct line. You you can do it at liberty. You could do it on the ground. You could do it riding. You could do it, you know, in many different ways. Now, with the daily plans, uh, the daily plan instead of a theme. So the week has a theme. The daily plans at the top of each day, uh, you have a mantra. So there's a place to put a mantra. So what's a mantra? A mantra is um, like a repeated phrase. It's used in in meditation things. It's sort of a um, a thing to occupy your brain with. <laughs> Well, you're trying to go deeper than that, right? It's like, okay, brain, you're going to want to think about something. So let me give you this little toy (laughs) and you play with this toy while I'm trying to feel stuff. I'm not sure if that's how a, a professional meditator would describe it, but that's what it does for me. It gives my brain something to hook on to. Now it has another, um, another purpose, which is, it's a very simple, you know, Right, so a mantra is usually something, um, simple. It could be, you know, remember to breathe, remember to breathe, you know, or something like that. Um, you know, I love my horse. I love my horse. Right? So If you're having, if you're riding a particularly, uh, difficult horse who maybe, uh, is a little you're heads with a little bit, or maybe you're afraid of them, like go out with a mantra of, I love my horse. I love my horse. That's kind of like an antidote. So it's a, it's a thing to repeat. So instead of going, Oh my God, this horse is so challenging or, oh, I'm so, you know, afraid or stop doing, you know, <laughs> those kinds of thoughts for your brain. I love my horse. I love my horse. <laughs> I love my horse. So give it that, give your brain that toy. It's, you know, because it's simple, it'll be easy to remember. And I think of the mantra as being like, all right, if nothing else works, but I feel like I can remember this phrase and I can come off of the ride going, well, nothing worked today, but I love my horse <laughs> you know, and you really feel it, you know, nothing worked today, but you know what? I kept breathing. I didn't get tense and anxious then it's, then it's a success, right? So choose your mantra wisely. You can even have a couple different mantras that you can bounce between, but I love having um, something like this. It's, it's the bullet point too. And you can even think of it uh, not just for yourself, but you could think of it for your horse. Like what's a message to your horse, right? So a mantra for your horse might be like, trust me, I got you. Trust me. I got you right? So sometimes I'll do messages, sorry, mantras that are actually talking to my horse. And I believe if we, you know, get into that state where we, we are repeating this, you know, the body and the mind go together. And if we're repeating in our minds, trust me, you know, I got the, you know, I got you, trust me, I got you. We, it's almost impossible to not be, you know, a trustworthy person and a good partner for a horse because it's in the, in our mind at the forefront, every stride. We also know repetition is a rhythm and rhythm causes relaxation, right? So mantras can serve as a consistency, consistency builds confidence, right? So a consistent rhythmic phrase can build confidence and relaxation. So, you know, make sure your, your mantra isn't something like, You little bastard, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or something. Keep it empowered. Keep it positive. Keep it where it's moving you towards your goal. (laughs) Right. So, um, one other thing I want to share about the daily plan that I have in the journal is at the end of the, you know, we always do a review, right? So you're filling out all the questions. You ahead of time, what, what are you going to be doing? And then at the end, we do a review. How did it go? What do you want to change? And there's one particular question that I wanted to share with you here, um, which I think can, can give you a very powerful question to answer. And that is at the end of the day, what would your horse say that he learned? So you're done with your session, your horse goes back to his pasture. Another horse, Fred walks up to him and goes, Hey, what'd you learn today? (laughs) Take a best guess. What would your horse say? And so if you know that you're going to need to be answering that question during your ride, would that drive your choices? Would that make you check in and go, what is my horse learning today? Well, my horse is learning. You can walk all over me. My horse is learning (laughs) that if he flips his head, I get really scared. And then I stop (laughs) my horse learned, you know, or did my horse learn that even though he didn't think he wanted to do it when he did do what I asked, it was actually kind of cool. And he got lots of good rewards or, you know, Hey, when I, you know, those shoulder ends were hard, but afterwards I felt like I could move really freely. That was interesting. So I think it's, you know, if you only remember two things, you remember what's my What's my theme? What's my mantra? And what is my horse going to say? He learned. I think that could actually get you pretty far. And of course, there's lots of other stuff in there that you can be answering. Um, another quick. Gosh, I'm giving. I'm giving all of you away, you guys. If you if you write all this down, you've got the journal. No, there's actually a lot of stuff in here. Um, there's. It gives um, inspiring quotes. And uh, lots of other um, instruction in the beginning of actually how to use this. And one of the other things that I'll tempt you guys to think about when making your plans for progress is um, that there's usually more options than people think about. And We definitely have our own patterns, right? We have our own things that we do. And and also we have our limitations, right? So some of us don't have options. The only place to ride is the arena that's at the barn. And it's only so big and that's it. So, you know, where others might have an arena, an indoor, an outdoor, a field, a trail, you know, and then the trailer, they can put their horse in and go somewhere else. But I'm going to still tempt you, even if you had one arena, and that's, they go from the stall to the arena. And that's all you have. There's still more options. So everything you do, thinking about where are you going to do it? Okay, that may or may not be limited. But still, there's more. there's more choices for where you can train than you think. There's the stall. There's the pasture. There's the barn aisle. There's around the outside of the arena, the inside of the arena. So there's where. Then there's what are you going to do? Then how are you going to do it? And then why are you doing it? So I've written a blog, you know, why am I doing this exercise? (laughs) It's a good question. to Ask yourself. It's not just about going through the motions. I think I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but know how and know why and know what. (laughs) those are all different things. You know, I'm going to be in the arena. I'm going to do lateral work. I'm going to do it on long lines and I'm going to do it to strengthen that left hind leg that would be aware what, how, and why, or I could go in the field and do lateral work riding and I'm going to build stamina. And that's why. So there's so many options and so many dials to turn. And so when you start opening up and really thinking about things in this way, pretty soon you're going to want to write it down. And I promise you, just going through a practice of writing it down, uh, just try it for a week. And I think you're going you're gonna to notice things that you wouldn't normally notice. And the Happy Ad- Athlete Progress Journal is in my shop. You can get to it through dressagenaturally.net. If you want to go straight to it, it's, it's shop.dressagenaturally.net, but it's there for you. So um, now I told you that it's based on my book. And I wanted to, now we're going to have story time with Karen. (laughs) I wanted to read you um, one section from my book. So the name of this episode of the podcast was Diamonds in the Dark. And I don't know if any of you are wondering, like, why the heck did she call this Diamonds in the Dark? Because it's a podcast about, uh, you know, making training plans. So here's why. Um, In order, you know, I said before, you got to want it, right? You've got to want it. You got to wish for it, meaning you know that you can do it. I know what I want and I know it's possible. I want it. I wish for it. Now we just have to, you know, plan and practice it. So I wanted to share something in the third part of my, I was going to say the third half in the third half of my book. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Anyway, in the third section of my book, I have what I call um, essays for success. And this is the second to last, I believe. Yeah, it's the second to last um, essay for success. And I share uh, a meditation that I learned once uh, in a yoga class that I went to and I find it just so helpful. And I hope you'll find it too. So it's called looking for diamonds in the dark. This is where I'll I'll read you straight out of the book. There's a meditation that I learned in a yoga class. I loved it. And it instantly reminded me of the state of mind necessary to find some of the magical moments in dressage or with horses. Now I'm not a meditation teacher, but here goes. And if you want, if you're listening and you're not driving (laughs) You could close your eyes. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Pay attention. So think of something very precious, something of really great value to you, something you dream of, and that you're sure that you're going to know it when you have it. So whether it's something that you have already, it's an object or it's something that you're looking for and you absolutely, you can, you can practically feel it now, right? You can taste it, you can smell it, you know, you know it. If it dropped in your lap right now, you would know it. Something that when you do touch it, it makes you feel wonderful. And now imagine that this really precious thing is in a room. And the room's completely dark. But you know for sure that it's in this room. And you know for sure that it's possible for you to find it. So the door opens and you enter the room. And now visualize yourself searching. Now, would you walk in, make a few... Little moves with your arm, with your arms, and then say, eh, I can't get it. I can't find it. Must not be in here. Or would you have all your senses open and in a heightened state of awareness, would you be feeling and listening for any slight clue if you're close? Would you be down on your hands and knees, searching every corner? Climbing up, feeling every inch of the wall and the space and the floor. Searching high and searching low. Getting down on your belly if you need to. and Feeling underneath things. Standing on a chair if you need to. Feeling on top of things. Running your hands along the wall. Feeling behind things. And then can you imagine that you do find it? And you're holding it and you're feeling it and exploring it like it's the first time. So searching for the diamond in the dark. So when you're making your plans and we're having your goals for your horse, you know, there's so easy to work hard at doing stuff. And then sometimes that stuff doesn't work. And then you have to go find different stuff, (laughs) a different technique. Oh, maybe this guru can do it. So you'll be so well served to just stop for a moment. Really think, what do I want? And what's the thing that you know is fair, reasonable, and possible for you to wish for? Because you know you can do it. And you know You're going to know it when you feel it. So whether this is a big goal or maybe just, I want a smooth canter to trot transition, (laughs) you know, don't feel like it has to be some epic breakthrough goal that no one's had before. You know, it could just be, I want to breathe in time with my horse. But once you know it's possible and you've identified the goal, you've identified the progress and you know it's possible you know you can do it. Just make sure that you're searching for that diamond like you would in that dark room where you knew it was there. What if it really was achievable? It was there. And all you had to do is open up your mind, open up your senses, and use everything in your power to scan and search and get curious and explore and look for and find and feel every little hair on anything that you pass by. So that's the state of mind. I love that meditation. I love that visualization. And I think that just works for me. I hope it works for you and that it can help you identify what you want to do, give you the hope and the motivation to go get it and give you the curiosity to keep trying and keep exploring. And then of course, write it down. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, I hope that helps. Um, as always, um, meet me in Dressage Naturally Land Facebook group, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, bye. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, Love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.